is the Bad Reputation Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes on your smartphone or tablet. Featuring the most up-to-date reputation management, social media, and entrepreneurial information on the web. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Todd Collins Official. And now, the host of Bad Reputation, the reputation rock star, Todd Collins. In three, two, one. All right. I was super excited about this podcast because I have in office only two days a week. Our interns, Molly and Adrian, guys are both how old? 20. 20. 20 years old. I wish I could go back and be 20 years old again, but I can't. But we, I, I was, it was very interesting because I, I got to, I got to meet both of them. They both have uh, very special skill sets and the things that they can do um, within our agency, and I feel like they're they're learning a lot already. But I wanted to introduce them because you guys are going to see a lot more of them. We're Facebook Live right now. If you want to jump over to my Facebook page at Todd Collins Official, you can see them on camera, feeling extremely uncomfortable, which I'm doing that on purpose because I want them to get used to being in front of a camera in an online video because this is where I personally think the world is going. People are more comfortable being on camera. People need to be more comfortable shooting video to help not only build their personal brand, but they need to help build their business, right? Shake your heads, yes? <laughs> it's funny, dude. All right, so here's the thing. Um, if you guys wanna ask questions, if you guys wanna, uh, if you have any comments or anything else like that, be sure to do that. Um, you can do that on the At Todd Collins official Facebook page, but we're gonna get right into it. Molly, we already know your name. I don't. You don't need to tell me that. But what school do you go to? Um, I go to Stevenson University. Okay, and that used to be Villa Julie. Yes. For old people, like myself. <laughs> um, and and what's your major at Stevenson? I am business communication. Okay. Can you? That sounds broad. Mm -hmm. That's like a broad major. Yeah. Can you expand on that just a teeny tiny bit? What would What would you say more focuses in in that business? What did you say business communication? Business communication. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. So. Within that, we take a lot of like management and marketing classes as well as like design courses. And then we also learn about like different cultures and how to communicate with them and how to also communicate with ourselves and the people that we just surround ourselves with. Wow. So you so you're learning basically how to interact with people mm -hmm. within a business. Yeah. You gotta be taught that. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not human nature, right? You have to you have to act differently in business, right? Yeah. Now, as far as when you said talking to them, do you mean in business language? Um, you definitely learn the business language in your business courses, but like through the communication courses, like if you're dealing with someone from a different culture, there's certain things that you don't want to say or do that will like offend them. Right. So you have to learn that. See, well. now that, that part I find very interesting. I like that. Yeah. All right. Um, you, what made you choose that major? Um, well, it was a long journey to get to that major, uh -huh. but um, I ended up choosing it because I realized that like communication might not have been my strong suit, but it was definitely something that I was interested in. Like I really wanted to learn about cultures and how to interact with them and like how to incorporate that into the business world. That way, when I get out of college, I know what I'm doing and like know how to interact with those people. That's cool. So, and you know, and you know, kind of where, from a standpoint where you want to go, you're going to be dealing with people in different cultures, right? Yes. So it's good to kind of have that experience. Now, what do you, do you guys role play? 
to figure that out or how do you how do you practice for something like that so um mainly through the textbooks that professors choose and they tend to choose like really really well written like books from people outside of you don't have to lie no i I genuinely like the book that i use but um we just watch like documentaries and videos on like people going into different cultures and learning what offends them and what makes them you know tick it the videos that you're watching are these free videos that anybody can watch yeah they're mainly on youtube okay so the teacher the professor i'm sorry professor let me correct that is pulling videos from youtube and showing you guys that to educate you yeah sign me up (laughs) so you're paying the college and the professor to show you youtube videos on how to deal with people in business that may be dealing in different cultures yeah all right there's also some professors that have been in situations like that like I had a um, both marketing and management professor that worked for McCormick. Okay. And they brought their experience from McCormick in the business world and how they communicated with their like higher ups and everything uh-huh. and like taught that to us. Yeah. Some of them just show us YouTube videos. Yeah. It goes back to the YouTube videos. Yeah. There, there's, it, it's, it's self-education, mm-hmm. right? Pretty much. Because I'm a college dropout. I'm not telling you guys to drop out of college. I'm just saying... <laughs> I'm a college dropout. Majority of the stuff that I've learned has been self-taught, self-educated, and then through experience and work. So that's the part that I'm excited to talk about as well. After we talk to Adrian and talk to her a little bit about what she does, um, because you guys were a little surprised, right? It's not what you expected being out in the the real business world, right? No. And we'll get to that in a second. Adrian. Yes. My current internal fun time videographer she's not working necessarily under ad rock right now because ad hasn't been in but he will be um but but adrian has done some some cool two cool videos for me so far um and we've had a lot of fun doing that and and it's been cool seeing you move through that so quickly just giving you the content you know i and and i do that on purpose i kind of throw you to the wolves on purpose because i want to see how you handle the pressure and Mm -hmm. and both times you've come out on top same thing with you molly i'm not going to leave you out of that um both things that we've given you are the things that we've given you guys to do you guys have knocked it out of the park tell me a little bit about you you go to what school umbc umbc Mm -hmm. that's been the same name right that has never changed names unlike village lily slash stevenson university umbc what's Mm -hmm. your major there I'm information systems major. Okay. Now that's a little bit more technical, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So tell me about that. So there are three branches of like computer majors, mostly. I, I don't want to say three, maybe four uh, at UMBC. So there's computer engineering, computer science, and then information systems and business tech administration. I chose information systems because it's a mix of like computer science but also the business aspect but you learn like some coding some systems architecture classes but you need you are required to take a management class econ and accounting okay yeah and it's like a mix of computer science but way less coding yeah, because yeah. people aren't using coding as much as they used to, correct? Is it not, not as sure. much coding yeah. going on? Or is that, I mean, or are you finding like, because what I find is there's a lot of jobs out there that are available for people who still know how to code mm-hmm. from like building, 
mobile applications to you know, creating software to make things easier and more simple. But you're you're telling me it sounds like it's a little bit less less focused on the coding. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So computer information is that right? Information systems. Information systems. Yes. So does that mean that you're going to be helping design software? Yes. Okay. Have you worked on anything yourself yet? No, I haven't. Do you have any ideas? Not right now, I don't. Okay. If you do, can you share them with me first before you take them <laughs> to any other larger companies so then I could vet them for you and decide whether or not I'll just keep them for all of us? Uh, I'll, I'll be sure to send you a text. Okay, excellent. I, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for that. Um, so let's talk about so far what you guys have learned from an, an interning standpoint. So the first day, I kind of took you guys on a roller coaster. Yeah. And I wanted to do that. And I, and I, and it was good that we picked, you know, Tuesdays and this again, that we're back to a Tuesday. Um, and I'm giving you guys a break today. I'm not going to drag you around to a bunch of meetings, but on that Tuesday, I took you guys kind of through the ringer a little bit of what my day looked like. Right now that day, Adrian was last, the last intern to leave at that point. We finished up at a Susan G. Komen event, right mm -hmm. on their, their opening of their, um, their new offices, um, in Hunt Valley from there, Adrian went home, right? From there, I went to another meeting in Carroll County. And then from there, I came back, grabbed my car, went to the gym. And then from there, went home, right? And in between that, you were still editing video, yeah. right? And then went home and was still working till 2, 3 in the morning. So that was still going on you know, while you guys were coming down. That's a normal day. So that's the preparation of the great, the great stuff that you, get, get, you guys get to look forward to when you come out of college, right? If you want to do, if you want to do that, do you guys have any aspirations of being, I guess, like an entrepreneur or doing something on your own, or do you want to go directly in and work for someone else? I mean, I guess for me, it was the plan was to directly work for someone else, but I, I'm super interested in like starting something for myself eventually, not right, right away, right, but eventually, like okay. after I get enough experience with like other companies and see how they run. Sure. Then maybe. Okay. Personally, I don't really know right now. I'm still kind of on the fence of whether I want to go right into working or if I want to like go to grad school, maybe start something for myself. Um, at this point, I really not sure. Yeah. yeah. I always look at it like this. If you've got something where you feel like you could start start something on your own, this is always the time to do it in that, in that age range because you guys can fail like, 10, 12, 13 times and still like go get a job. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like you could try so many different things independently by yourselves that you, you could start over so many times. And a lot of people, you know, get kind of getting off a business standpoint, but more of a self-help standpoint, I've started over multiple times. And so the, we live multiple lifetimes in my opinion, like we have different lives, right? Like if you think back 10 years ago, 10 years ago, what were you doing? You were 10 years old, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your focus was a lot different than it is now, right? And your focus is going to be a lot different when you're 30. And that's that's one of the major things I want to talk about because I've been talking about this before you guys even started was talking about the 20-year-old consumer and talking about businesses preparing for you guys in 10 years because you're their prime customer in 10 years. You're the person that they want to get your money into their business in that 10-year span. But they're still trying to figure out like where you guys are, where do you guys hang out, how do you guys make a purchase, 
Where are you spending your time online? They, they want to know those things. And I felt like this would be a good way for you guys to just share your opinions because look, you're two different people. But my assumption is this, the, the, the way that you guys work from a purchasing standpoint to a review standpoint to a social media standpoint. Yeah, they differ a little bit because we've discussed it, but they're pretty similar. But there were, there were there were some things I really wanted to key in on. So the one thing that I wanted to talk about was like your 10, the 10 year plan, right? Like your expectations of, of your job. Like where do you guys see yourself in 10 years? I know that's kind of a hard question to, to answer. So just give me like three bullet points. Give me like job, family, education in 10 years when you're 30. Mm-hmm. Job. Okay, so um, for a job, I guess, somewhere in the marketing field. In the marketing field, right? And you had mentioned the government too, right? Like that was something that had that was yeah. some interest to you, mm-hmm. right? Okay, education, like furthering your education, you're going to go further with it or are you going to be like college, I'm good? Right now, I'm 100% good, but the idea of a master's is there, but I don't see it to be necessary. Okay, okay. And then as far as family, you're going to be more focused on your career? You're going to be, would you say family first then career um that's hard i know it's a tough one right yeah i'm just curious i definitely want a family yeah by 10 years but i mean by in 10 years i'll be 31 so that's not too pressing to like have a big family but you know hopefully something yeah yeah. not like too crazy so you do you want a big family you come from a how many brothers and sisters do you have? I only have one. You only have, I have one. A very small family. Do you want a big family? No. Okay. Smart, smart choice. Don't outnumber <laughs> yourself. What about you, Adrian? Um, job. I'm not sure right now. Like, I'm still looking because for information systems, there's so many jobs on the market, or at least that's what they want you to think in college. <laughs> right. And, um, education. I, I think I do want to get a master's degree. Definitely. Um. My original plan before was to become a doctor, but I'm not going to do that. So I'll just stick to getting a master's degree. Um, Family, by 30, I think I would want to be married. But if if nothing happens, you know, like whatever. Yeah, because we know your boyfriend's probably going to be listening to this this episode. So (laughs) let's not put any pressure on him. Um, If if it doesn't happen by 30, like I don't, it's not going to matter to me, like. I'm just going with the flow right now. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's cool because it, it sounds to me like you guys are, are more focused towards like enjoying your lives, family mm-hmm. time, things like that. Then you guys are more towards the the career things. Like it's an aspiration. Okay. I want my master's, but it's not something that's guaranteed. Like you you don't have to have it, right? Like yeah. you much rather just be happy mm-hmm. and, and see that, that that's one of the defining differences. I think in, that in your generation maybe is a little bit different than my generation and the generations before us is we put a lot of effort, a lot of emphasis on work that work 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 that's what you need to do and that's what's going to make you happy and the more money you have the happier you're going to be and i feel like your generation is kind of a little bit different from that standpoint i think you guys are more like quality of life more important then comes the job then comes the money but i'd much rather have a much better quality of life i'd much rather travel spend time with my friends and my family and things of that nature and i feel like that your generation is kind of really keyed in on that um and i also think that you guys are savvier than a lot of the other generations that are out there. I think you guys are much, much more intelligent consumers. Not as easily tricked. No. I feel like you can smell, quote, unquote, I'm not going to cuss. This is not going to be an explicit episode <laughs> because I'm respecting these two. 
Um, I feel like your generation can smell bull crap a mile away. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think previous generations, not so much. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I find that very, very interesting. <clears throat> so let's talk about the real meat and potatoes here, because this is what all the business owners that are going to listen to this episode, this is what they're going to want to know. Okay. So from a social media standpoint, I'm going to hit Molly first, then we're going to go to Adrian. I'm not going to hit you. I mean, I'm going to hit you from a standpoint of question asking. From a social media standpoint, from from where you spend the most time to the least time, run through me your your avenues, where you spend the time. Um, well, I thought about this on the way here this morning. Um, not sure if YouTube is considered social media. hundred percent YouTube would be. I do not watch TV anymore. Um, YouTube, I haven't watched TV since high school. So YouTube is definitely my like go-to. Um, then after that, I would actually say I'm kind of old school. I like Facebook. Facebook Messenger is like the way to communicate with friends and family. Um, then after that, probably Instagram and then Snapchat. Okay. What, let me ask you a question. What do you, so you, you, the first thing that you said out of here was, was very interesting. You can't say the last time you actually watched, even watched television. I mean, it's usually on in my house, but I don't watch it. Like I'm usually on my laptop watching YouTube. What about listen to the radio? I love the radio. You listen. Okay. What? Go ahead. The thing is when I come, like when I'm in my car and I'm driving, I use Spotify. Okay. But if I'm home, I actually have like an old school radio in my room that yeah, I listen yeah. to because I don't, you know, I don't have a speaker or anything like that. Technically, that you could fix, you could set your mobile phone up to your stereo and listen to Spotify through that. You know that, right? That's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. See? <laughs> so when's the last time you heard a commercial on the radio? It's been a while. When I'm in the car with my parents. Okay. When's the, do you remember the commercial? No. Okay. Interesting. When's the last time you saw a commercial on YouTube? Um, every single time I watch a YouTube video, mm-hmm. unless it has the skip option. Yeah. And then you hit skip. Yeah. So you don't watch it. No. But if you have to watch it, you do. If I have to watch it, I usually just like tune it out. Mm-hmm. And, like don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. What about Facebook ads? When you see Facebook ads, what do you do? Uh, they, if you, if, if it interests you though. If it interests me, um, I don't know. I don't really click on them on Facebook yeah. because I'm like afraid of viruses and stuff. That I get happen. it. But if it interests me, I'll probably like look at it for a few seconds, but usually I'll be scrolling past it in like a few more seconds. Gotcha. Instagram. Um, usually on Instagram, even if it does interest me, I always get rid of it with the option of like, don't show me this again because yeah. it just blocks the feed. And I'm just trying to look at pictures of like friends and family and things that interest me. Right. So all about the friends and family thing on Facebook. Yeah. When you're trying to find something answer a question, make a purchase. Where are you going? Um, to look up something, usually Google first, because Google will provide you with the different stores and options of price ranges. Okay. But when I'm going to buy something, I actually rather go to the store. Oh, great. Okay. Okay. Do you look on Amazon or eBay to save yourself money? Um, or do you just say, screw it, I'm going into the store and I'm buying what I want, I'm getting out? Sometimes I'll go on Amazon and when it's cheaper, I like hate myself because then I just, I still right. go to the store. I rather have it like. You want right to see it, there. touch yeah, it, feel it, smell it. it. Got it. Like, yeah. Okay. Makes sense. All right, cool. Adrian, moving over to you. And I was interested in that. So YouTube is really your number one go-to mm-hmm. followed by Facebook. Go ahead. 
Adrian. Uh, I think my number one is probably Twitter. That is very interesting. You yeah. threw me you threw me off on that one, but that's cool. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I do Snapchat, then Instagram. But you spend a lot of time on YouTube as well, don't you? I do, but it's probably not replacing my TV. I don't watch TV, but I watch like Netflix. Okay. So this is the one thing that I want all our listeners to understand. You're not watching television. Neither one of you are. My, my, my guests would tell me if I brought another 10, 20 year olds in here, they're all going to tell me the same thing. So why do you think businesses are still running TV commercials on TV? Um, I, I think it's because like probably our parents and like the generations like above them still really like TV. Yeah. They're not targeting you guys yet. Are they? No. But they need to start thinking about Mm -hmm. targeting you guys. Right. Yeah. Getting into that 10 year plan. Right. They need to start doing that. Are you seeing some brands? Are you seeing some brands like over and over again? Like, are you starting to see like perfect example would be Geico. Do you see Geico? I hear it on Spotify. Yeah. On the radio. Okay. So that might be one brand that's starting to kind of branch out and, mm-hmm. and see that. And and it's just interesting to see that there's there, it, like Toyota, same kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. they try to catch you early enough. We're like, okay, we want you to buy a Toyota Corolla, Toyota Camry. Now we want you to buy a Lexus, this, that, and everything. We want to take you through the, the levels, right? But Twitter, I find that very interesting. Twitter is your go-to. Yeah. Why? There's a lot of things on Twitter. It varies from like, funny posts to serious um, social like things that the media doesn't really show you on, on TV, what my parents watch at least, and have on. Um, some, some things are like, let's see, gosh, <laughs> it's really weird. Like they have funny posts on their cute videos and uh, some things I just, I go on there to like brighten my day, but I kind of look at it like reading it is like my newspaper, if that makes sense. No, it, it totally makes sense. And I'll, yeah. and I'll tell you why that makes sense. So yesterday was a pretty big day for this country, right? Setting a, setting a, look, Adrian just kind of looked at it like, what the hell happened yesterday? <laughs> From a standpoint of whether or not you guys like our president or don't like our president or whatever it is, we, we, some, some interesting stuff happened with North Korea yesterday that we were able to kind of show that having some business experience running a country might be beneficial, right? Because you're creating relationships and you're bringing people together. So something interesting happened yesterday. And here's the funniest thing is that in, in my head, I close myself off from the news. I just do, right? Because to me, it depresses the crap out of me. Like it really does. Like I'd much rather sit, and we've talked about this. I'd much rather watch Full House and Seinfeld and everything else and fill my brain with happiness and giggles and everything else like that instead of seeing the news. But yesterday I could not be, it could not be ignored. I ended up watching Donald Trump and, and uh, Kim Jong-un shaking hands on Facebook. I did not watch this on television. I did not watch, listen to this on the radio. I watched this on Facebook live and then you could watch it on Twitter. And you could watch it on Instagram and you could so you watch all these different channels and avenues. And I just thought that was interesting because you're right. You can get your news, your daily news in so many different places now that you're not picking up a newspaper. And I think in the reality of things, newspaper was set to be disrupted anyway by the internet, right? Mm-hmm. Just like taxi cabs were set to be disrupted by Uber. Um, just like hotels were set to be disrupted by Airbnb, 
right? And, and, and the list goes on. My question to you guys is, what's the next vertical that's set for disruption? That's I'm going to take a drink of water while you guys question. ponder that. I don't really know. Let's not have dead air here. <laughs> I don't really know. That's like... What would make your life easier? That's currently not easy now. Um... That's tough. That's a tough question. It's a tough question. Yeah, one one of mine is self-driving cars, which is already mm -hmm. kind of happening. But I, I personally truly believe in the next 10 years that you're going to have more self-driving cars on the road. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that's going to happen. I think it's one, it's going to help. It's going to help limit car accidents. But at the same time, I think it's going to also help with from a convenience standpoint. I think more people, as, as they become more affordable, more people will opt and say, okay, I can buy a $20,000 car, right? That I have to drive myself. Or I'm going to buy a $20,000 car that will drive me where I need to go safely based on other, based on at least how it drives proven that it's going to get me there safely. I'm not pay the same price. Just like you look at automatics and manual transmissions. Mm -hmm. How many people still know how to drive a manual transmission that is better coming up? You don't really need to anymore. Right? Mm -hmm. So it was set for disruption. It was more work. Mm -hmm. So I always feel like verticals that are set for disruption are things for less physical work. That's what's set for disruption. Right? Mm -hmm. So, or they, or verticals that are, highly escalated from a price standpoint. So like hotels were charging a, a massive premium, taxi cabs are charging a massive premium, right? So anything that anybody is charging these massive premiums, I think are always going to be set for disruption, just like TV, satellite television, direct TV, Comcast, they were all charging massive amounts of money to consumers and consumers finally said, that's enough. We've had enough. We're going to stop. We're going to go to Netflix. We're going to pay $7.99 or $8.99 or $11.99 or whatever it is. Now they're still okay with doing that and consuming this content instead of watching this. And then again, they had to then pivot. Those verticals had to pivot. Would you agree? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about reviews for a second because we really haven't touched on that. Are they talking about reputation management or online reviews in college with you guys or no. in any of these classes? No. Nothing. No. Not anything like I took an advertising class okay. in the fall semester, and you think in that they'll teach you like, oh well, you have to pay attention to what people are saying. That way, you can change your ads and the way that you word things so like you attract more people. But we just learned the basic like how to design an ad that would draw like attention to it. Nothing about what people think about it. Yeah, so it was more just like a brand awareness ad. It wasn't really like yeah. Okay, what about you? Nothing. Not really. Adrian, sorry. Yeah, no. Um, I feel like my management class touched on it maybe once, but I think that was it. Um, if if they did, they didn't really talk about like what you guys specially. Sure. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't really anything big. Yeah. And I mean, the reputation management vertical is still kind of a new, new thing. It's still something that is consistently evolving anyway. So um, what I'm curious about is, where do you guys go when you're going to make a buying decision, right? What review pl platforms do you guys look at first before you go ahead and make a buying decision? We'll start with restaurants because we have, obviously we have a lot of restaurant clients, but let's start with restaurants. What are the first places you go? Um, for me, since I use Google a lot, it always has Google reviews underneath of the picture and like the address and the times right. and everything. So I usually look at Google reviews first and that's usually it. I don't really go anywhere else, but there's times where like if my parents are very interested in like 
a restaurant, I'll go on Yelp. Okay. Very rarely do I go on Yelp. Okay. I agree. Um, I usually do check the Google reviews, but also the Yelp reviews. Mostly. Okay. Um, because my sister posts reviews of restaurants we go to, and um, Yelp has the option to like upload your own pictures. Sure. So I see what other people have posted, and I'm like, oh, if that looks yummy, I'm gonna go and eat that. Yeah. But if it doesn't look good, then I'm gonna like choose not to go there. Right. So. And so I would say that you guys are more trusted. Or you guys trust more of what the the uh, audience or the people that are out there, right, uh, that are reviewing these places. Not, and we're just saying restaurants for now, but you, you trust their opinions over, let's say, the restaurant saying things about themselves. Yeah? Yeah. So if, if we say we're the best cheeseburger. I'm probably going to argue that you're not. Let's see the reviews. Yeah. Do the reviews back it up, right? Mm -hmm. Do the reviews from the public back it up? I I, I personally do not think that it's ever going to go away. I think it's only going to, it's only going to advance from a standpoint of like, I personally think that there's going to be video reviews. You know, there's going to be 30 second video reviews. Instead of you having to type out your, your online review, you can quick, just do a, a video, a 15 second, 30 second online review and post that video onto that page. TM trademark that if somebody tries to steal it, it is what it is. But <laughs> I think somebody already tried to do it. And it failed epically from, from what I understand. I don't think, the, I don't think we're ready for it yet. I don't think it's there yet. Um, I think we're still in that tech stage where we feel, feel a lot easier texting. And the thing is, is that that's one thing that I also feel like has been kind of dropped off and left out is that you guys will text more than you will call. Yes. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, even if you wanted to ask someone a question that would maybe take 10 seconds to get the answer, you will text with them for three minutes to get that same answer. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Why? Um, I don't know. I just get, honestly, I get super nervous to talk on the phone. Even if I know the person, like I had to call my doctor's office yesterday. Yeah. And when the lady picked up the phone, I instantly was nervous. And I yeah. like, it's like, I forgot what I was trying to say. So <laughs> I wish that they would have a text service so I could text them and be like, Hey, I need to make an appointment. Right. But right. They don't. I agree with what she's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had to call my doctor the other day and make an appointment. But um, as soon as the lady picked up, I was like, Oh, um, can I uh, make an appointment for this month? Uh, next week, maybe. I don't know. It seems to me that people at the dog services that take the phone calls are just miserable people anyway. They're so mean. And anybody that listens to this episode that is that person, I really apologize. But I feel like you guys, like, you just are not happy at what you're doing. And I, I don't blame you. Um, but no, I agree. I mean, here's the thing. I would say if you, it doesn't matter what business you are, if you don't have chat activated on your website or, or online scheduling for your patients or for your customers or anything else like that, you're, you're really kind of you're dropping the ball. Because what I feel like your generation is looking for is convenience and mm -hmm. speed, right? Yeah. Like fast. I need it as quick as possible. Like how irritated do you get when you're in a bad cell service or when you're in uh, around some bad Wi-Fi? That, yeah, that irritates me. That's yeah. I'm going to shout out Stevenson real quick. Their Wi-Fi is so bad and you can be sitting in your apartment trying to type yeah. up your homework and submit it and it just won't work. It's just massive so amounts of bandwidth, my assumption would yeah, be. For, yeah, it's for, so irritating. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, sometimes, oh, on the way here, actually, for example, I was using Google Maps 
and I've was, told you to use Wiz, but regardless <laughs> of that, go ahead. It was off, it's owned by Google. It was offline, and it said I would be here in like 20 minutes, and then it finally went back online, and it went up to 30 minutes because of traffic. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, so my bad cell service was telling me it would take like 10 minutes less instead it was like 10 minutes more and I was stuck in traffic and it was really crappy. Yeah, now if you think back 10 years ago, not a big deal. No. Now, if I'm not getting what I need right now, text message, right? Mm -hmm. If you text somebody, think about it this way, right? You text somebody and they don't text you back right away. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Your boyfriend, again, Adrian, is listening to this episode and he's going, yeah, you don't, don't bring me up. The situation comes down to that, right? Is we, our assumption is that the, we know, and we know they saw it because it says red, Yeah. right? Like, come on, text me back. Like, what is going on here? Hello? Hello? Right? Your moms or dads do it. My dad does it. He's 76 and he's like, hello? And I'm like, yeah, three seconds. Okay. I know the response time. I have a good, fast response time, but that, that's really what our attention spans have dropped down a little bit because I feel like we're, we're almost spoiled now from a standpoint of like we expect our expectations are good Wi-Fi, good service, good reviews. Uh, the, and, and that's just kind of the world that we live in. The expectations are higher for you guys than everybody else. And again, I feel like that's because you guys are savvier buyers. Your expectations are higher because I feel like your intelligence levels are a little bit higher. It's just it's just the evolution of the human being in my in, from my point of view. Renner, who's four, my son can easily pick up phone four and navigate through a mobile device to YouTube Kids, to the App Store, can pick a game, can download an app, can watch videos, knows what he wants to watch, can turn a Roku on can go to Hulu, can go to Netflix, pick out his episode and play the episode that he wants. I find that very interesting. And I'm not going to limit him, right? Because I know that's where the world's going. So why would I limit him? Don't do that. Don't touch the phone. You're four. Where is he going? What do you think he's going to be doing in 20 years? When he Seriously, right? I mean, honestly, we're probably going to have eye contacts that we put in our eye and we won't even use phones anymore. We'll be able to just bring up Google right by blinking our left eye and our right eye. Regardless of that, we know that there's a lot of things set for disruption. We know that you guys trust what the, the population is saying about businesses and that's how you guys make your buying decisions. You said you shop more going into a store. Is that right? I mean, you, yeah. but, but you do sometimes you're a little right. What, what, what about you, Adrian? Do you, are you more of an online shopper? Yeah. Okay. I think it depends on what I'm buying. Okay. Um, for example, if I'm just buying like uh, small things that I don't wear, mostly uh, Amazon. Okay. But if I'm trying to find clothes, uh, I would probably go into the mall and try to find it okay. because I would rather try it on and see if it works. Uh, unless if I, I can't find it at the mall, then I will look on Amazon, but look at the reviews. Okay. Because I don't want to buy something that has really crappy reviews and saying like, oh, it doesn't fit as expected and it's it's run smaller than the size chart and it's that's just not for me. Okay. Yeah. But you could return it, like even yeah. if you kind of, it was a risky purchase, right? And you were saving money, you could return it technically with Amazon, right? Especially with Prime, like right back again, right? Yeah. But I mean, I don't want to like waste my time. Yeah. So you guys going into the stores, right? Or going to the restaurants, have, do you feel like, and, and this might be too early to ask you this, but do you feel like customer service has changed a little bit? 
Maybe a little bit, not like a whole lot. Okay. But I think they're advancing in the ways that they like handle things. Like there's certain restaurants that have that like pay at your table, mm-hmm. which is super convenient mm-hmm. because then you don't really need to interact with people. Right. Or the stores that have self checkout. I prefer those over the other ones. Why is that? Um, it's not. So you don't have to interact with someone. No, like I don't mind that. Yeah, you it's do. Just <laughs> maybe a little bit, <laughs> but like. I think it's more just because at least I know that, like, I'm bagging the items the way I want them to bag. Or, like, if I'm in a hurry and there's a line, at least the self-checkout never has a line because people are trying to get in and out. So You're in control. Yeah. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. I don't want to wait. If I'm buying, like, for example, like, three or four things, I don't want to wait behind a person who has, like, 15 things or 20 things. Yeah. I just want to do it myself. Yeah. So self-checkout makes Mm -hmm. sense. And see, it's it's interesting because if we brought in 50, 60-year-olds in here, they would say the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's too confusing. Yeah. I can't do this. Why is it keep saying weigh that item? I don't understand. And I don't have the coupon for that. I'd rather talk to a person to have them do it for me. So it's just the generational you know changes that are happening. And, and these these conveniences, we find them to be advantageous to, to our life, but others don't. It's, I think that always comes back to that we fear change. Yeah. Most people definitely. do, right? Mm-hmm. Most people fear change. They don't like change. Um, what can, and you know, this is kind of where we'll, 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 we'll tail end it. What can businesses that aren't focusing on you guys right now, what can they do to earn your loyalty now? What can they change in their business to start earning your loyalty now? I think advertise on the social media platforms that people of our generation use because then like their name gets out there and then another one I guess I don't just this goes along with what I said but make yourself known it doesn't even have to be through like a social media post but like somehow I managed to get like emails from people that like different companies and I've never heard of them but like as long as they show that they're reputable then like I might be more willing to go and look at their products and maybe test it out. But Mm -hmm. if they're not making themselves known to us, then we don't know that they're out there. Or if we do, we just don't care. Right. Right. I can kind of agree with what she's saying. You concur. I I concur. (laughs) Yes. But uh, I have something different to say. Okay. Um, I notice a lot of, this is my opinion, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. I notice a lot of brands like, try to use memes to appeal to the appeal to the kids nowadays but um most of the time it can end up really cringy and like oh that was not used correctly Mm -hmm. and um i feel like if they get someone on the marketing team that is our age and knows what we're interested in then they would have more success than trying to like appeal to the kids but it's like it doesn't work yeah. If when they try and it's like, for example, if like a 35 year old person would try to make a meme for 20 year olds and it, it just doesn't really, it's not that funny. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. That's a good point. I, you know, I always tell our clients um, when they're asking about content and they're asking about social media, I always say, sit down, take a deep breath and then turn your phone on and go to Facebook, go to Instagram, go to Twitter Go to those places and look at what you look at. Now, post that same thing on your business pages. And they're going to say, you must be crazy. 
And then I say, but at least someone will be looking. And that's really what it ends up coming down to is most people try to sell on social media. And when the minute you stop selling and you start giving, I feel like is, is where you guys will then go, okay, you pass, you get in, we're going to let you in. The guys that the guys and gals that are trying to sell to you, they're not getting past that wall. Just not going to happen. You have to be earned, right? And that's why I was talking about earning that loyalty. You guys need to see that loyalty. Do something nice, right? So I think there's a couple companies that do that, right? Like for every water, water bottle they sell, they send a water bottle, you know, here or uh, like I think is it Tom's that does yeah. that with their shoes, right? For every shoe that they sell, they send another shoe. Those types of brands that if, if I could give you, you know, one piece of advice from a brand standpoint for everything that you sell and you give back, man, I can tell you, you're going to earn major loyalty points with, with your generation with that. I mean, that's my, my personal opinion. I've been, I've been pushing Nick for that for quite a long time, but I've tried to keep myself involved in you know, some of the things that I'm involved with from, from giving back and trying to uh, get out there. Like we said, we went to the Susan G. Kerman thing and then the uh, um, UEM of empowerment for um, Maryland for uh, the food project and things like that. So we're trying to do this as much as we possibly can. Um, so both great points in earning the loyalty of, of the 20 year old. That's, that's really what this is all about, guys. This is, this is to try to kind of open up. If you guys are business owners trying to open up and, and let you guys understand that these 20 year olds are extremely intelligent they're much more intelligent and much more focused than we were when we were 20. I can assure you of that. Very seldom. You could not get me to come into an internship at 20 years old. Just wasn't going to happen. In fact, it's 12 in the afternoon here. I probably wasn't even awake yet. I can, I, Nick can back up back me up on that. Um, it's just, we're just dealing with a completely different, di different kind of person now. And, and I feel like you guys have got to evolve yourselves uh, from that standpoint, Remet, try to think back to this episode and, and I want you to remember some of the things that you heard. Advertisements, TV, radio, you know, here's the thing, guys, if you're not tracking that ROI, ROI on there and you're not seeing it, you know, are you going to, are you going to be, what could you be doing with that money right now to invest in your business to grow it over the next 10 years? You know, the, these guys are telling you Spotify, YouTube, uh, Facebook from a brand awareness standpoint, Instagram from brand brand awareness standpoint, Twitter from the news standpoint to talk about your business quickly. Um, we didn't talk too much about Snapchat, but I think that's more of like a personal personal social media say for you guys, right? I mean, that's not yeah. as much from a business standpoint. I don't think you'll expect that to be. Um, but I feel like Instagram is is the big up and comer, and one of the things that I truly believe this, and this and this is one thing that I think, but you you might think differently. I'm spending a lot more time in stories than I am in the news feed. I don't know, Adrian. Did we agree with that, or just did you disagree with me on that one? I disagree. Okay, you spend more time in the news feed than you yeah. do in stories, right? Mm -hmm. But Molly, you spend more time in stories than you do in the news feed, right? Yeah. So two out of three, we win, you lose, Adrian. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I my, I called a shot. Like I think it was probably like two three months ago. About I I feel like stories are are where are where Instagram and Facebook are going to end up. I feel like that's that's the culture that we're moving towards, especially with Facebook Watch. Um, kind of growing there. Um, Instagram's toying with the notion of extending uh, stories out further than that 45 seconds or newsfeed videos out further than that 45 seconds. Agree with it, disagree with it. There's some people that don't want that. 
They want to, they want to, you know, I, my assumption would be that Adrian was one of those people's like, I can't believe Twitter's extending their, their count. How dare they do that extra 20 points or 120 yeah. points, but you never know. Like, I mean, the thing is, is that these, these platforms have got to consistently evolve. I know when Snapchat did their update to their software, they lost me. Yeah. And I didn't want to be lost by them, but I, it just, the, the, the simplicity of the application to me, it got convoluted with, with the the usage. Mm -hmm. It just got convoluted. And, and I'm starting to get myself back into to learning the platform again. But of course, they're probably going to change it again anyway. So that's the one thing I want to, want to bring back to you, to you guys. And in, in, in the light of this is that your commercials are not reaching them. Okay. They, they just stop selling on the commercials. Okay. That, consider it brand awareness. Don't expect an ROI on, on radio commercials. Don't expect an ROI on your TV commercials. It's just, unless you're making them interactive with some sort of AI, you're not going to get that back. Okay. If, if it's just not going to happen. So if you want brand awareness, go live, talk, communicate with, with these people, um, ask them questions, engage with them. That's, that's what they want to see as well as give back. They want to see you guys giving back. And if you give back, they will be loyal to you. That's one thing that I can guarantee you. Uh, they will support the people that are supporting other people. That's what they want to say. I can tell you this. When these kids get out of college, the people that have jobs right now are in big trouble. Big trouble. Because what they're going to be bringing to the table is they're going to be bringing to the table the evolution of business and how things changed from an experience standpoint. They may not have the experience yet, but they're going to get it because guess what? At 20 years old, they're in here interning and they're spending their time in offices and going to meetings and they're not spending their times in bars like we did. And that's the big difference here. I did want to touch on this before we, before we get off. I took you guys to that meeting, mm -hmm. right? With, with, with a pretty big client, you heard numbers flying around and things of that nature. This that was the real world. That was a meeting in the real world. Give me your opinion of what your expectations, did you know that that's how things actually go down in the real world in business? Um, for me, no, that was like an eye opener. Like I sat through that whole meeting, just like super, like overwhelmed by yeah. the numbers. And, you know, in school, they just teach you, like, it's just about what you put on your social media that reaches the people, but you don't learn about the numbers behind it. Sure. And like, all the financial stuff and everything that comes along with it. So to hear that was just like, wow, it's way more than what I thought it was. Yeah. Adrian. Yeah, I agree. I kind of gave myself a headache because it was so <laughs> overwhelming. Um, I guess no one really tells you what's going to be in the meeting and what they're going to talk about. And I found it really interesting, but also overwhelming mm -hmm. that there was just so many like figures and numbers flying around, like, AdWords, like what you need to pay attention to when you're like typing up something and what results come up when you Google search. And it's kind of like, wow, I did not know all of that goes into this. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's, you know, here's the great thing is that Facebook and Google um, make it very, very easy for you guys to go out and educate yourselves. They have courses that you guys can take. Um, they have certifications that you guys can get. Um, if you're 20 years old and you're not in college like these two, and you're looking for something that would be equivalent, in my opinion, to a degree. And this is, again, my opinion to a degree. If you come to me and you're Google certified in AdWords and you're Facebook certified in Ads Manager and Business Manager, 
I'm going to probably hold that in a little bit of a higher weight because the other stuff I can teach you. Business is a lot different than what they teach you in college, I assure you, because I went to college. I took business courses. It, they don't prepare you for the things, some of the things that you're going to go up against, the stress that you're going to be under, the pressures that are put on you by clients and things of that nature. There is no expectations for that. There's no course that can be taught for that. That's basically just experience. But there are things that you guys can do to self-educate yourselves. And one of the things that you pointed out was a great point. YouTube is a great place for you to be able to go self-educate yourself and learn something. And you guys can do that. And I feel like there's a lot of really good content out there uh, to help do that. So um, that would be one thing that I would love to see from you guys is leave this internship when you guys do leave. And I'll be sad. But when you guys do leave this internship that you guys are be, you, you guys are more prepared to go into that work world, that'll make me feel like I did my job. Um, as the person that was helping to guide you. Make sense? Yeah. Molly, Adrian, thank you so much for being my 20-year-old guinea pigs for my <laughs> podcast. I greatly appreciate it. I respect both of you. I think you guys are doing a great job as interns. I also really respect both your opinions. Some of them I disagree with, but I respect them wholeheartedly because I like how different they are. But I feel like at the, at the end of the day, the bottom line comes down to that you guys come from a great generation. I feel like your generation... Uh, ha has been mislabeled from other generations, just like many generations have come before you, just so you know. Um, and I think that you guys are going to do some great things. And I, I think you guys are off to a great start. Cool. Yeah, All right. Thank Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. This has been a Todd Collins official production in conjunction with Platinum Reputations. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Todd Collins Official or visit us at www.toddcollinsofficial.com. Want to be on the show or become a sponsor? Message us on Facebook and tell us why.